1: Free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at Homechef.com slash locked on. That's HomeChef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life homeshef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
0: At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with maybe that's why more than half of the fortune 100 looks to highland to connect their content and data improve processes and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients highland intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com
1: coach harris and i met five years ago and we were in a pool don't ask why and i remember thinking i like that guy
0: You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: Yes. Welcome on into Locked On Auburn. I'm your daily uh, host, Zach Blackerby, and joining us today, very, very special guest as it is uh, A-Day Eve Eve, Josh Vitale of the Montgomery Advertiser. Good to have you back on the show, my friend. How are
0: you? Doing great, Zach. How are
2: you? I'm doing well, man. I am doing well. What's, um, what's been your opinion of how this coaching staff, this new coaching staff, has kind of handled spring practice based on everything that we've been able to see and hear so far?
0: I think it's been good. Uh, I think a, a lot of what Brian Harson and the staff has done is, has kind of been like, you know, we know we're new. Like, we know this is brand new, so we're not going to, like, hide from that. Like, we're going to have six practices, and we're going to stop for a week. We're going to check on stuff. We're going to watch the film. We're going to analyze. We're going to see what we need to work on, and then we'll go about working on that. And they've, you know, every coach we've talked to, they've been very clear about not, you know, asking for too much right now or raising expectations too high right now. Obviously, there are going to be high expectations in the fall, but right now, They've had these kids for six, seven, eight, nine, ten practices. They're let, hey, let's just learn the basics. Let's learn the scheme, and then we'll build off that as we go. So I think that they've handled um, you know being a brand new coaching staff in a new conference uh, very well so far.
2: Sure, sure. It seems different than the previous eight years. I don't know if I can necessarily put my finger on it, but. It seems like we're getting more access, but like we're not really getting told any more information. Like things that aren't, aren't really leaking out. You know, normally you kind of can hear, you know, who turned the ball over, quote, three or four times and, you know, who got all the interceptions. And you've gotten a little bit, you know, you hear a little bit of things coming out, but it has been kind of interesting. Like we really haven't heard anything about Bo Nix from, you know, the inside. We've heard coaches talk about Bo Nix and what they want out of Bo Nix but I kind of expected to hear like all of these reports coming out of like how great he looked and things like that and you really haven't. Is that concerning at all?
0: No I think that's just the, the new way it's going and one thing I've heard about Brian Harsin, um from, from his time at Boise State is that he runs a very tight ship and he is not a big fan of, you know, I'm hearing this from the inside or here's what I've, you know, what I've heard from practice. I don't think he likes that sort of thing. I think he wants to keep that internal um, because, you know, that there, there is, it's not negative when that happens, but it's not sometimes positive. Either, cause sometimes you might, you might hear a tidbit like, oh, this guy's been doing great. And you put that out there because that's what you've heard. And then you get to the fall, it's like, well, you said this guy was doing great and we haven't seen him play. Why isn't he? It's like, well, maybe he had one good practice and, you know, I don't know. So uh, that that stuff, I, I think Brian Harsin keeps that stuff close to the vet. He's not – he talks a lot. When we talk to him, he he goes long in every answer. He's not, you know, talking for one minute and, then like, ending the question. He's saying a lot of words. But he, I think all the coaches have been pretty careful to kind of keep information close to the vet. I think that's just kind of what Brian Harsin likes to run the ship.
2: Sure. And, I mean, early on, you kind of got the feeling of like when he was answering questions, I don't think he genuinely knew the answer, and there's still maybe some questions that he doesn't know the answer to, because they're still learning these guys and And that's where, like, you know, talking about a day on Saturday, I mean, what can he do differently on a day two days from now, versus what he can do in a closed scrimmage as far as getting information? about these players that he didn't recruit, that he didn't know any of them until a few months ago. How does he approach that, Josh? I mean, do you think this is going to be different than a normal closed scrimmage, maybe with, with a crowd there, or, you know, maybe just in a, in a different environment, or is it the exact same thing, we're just kind of overblowing all of this?
0: I think it's going to, you have to remember that a day for fans and for the university, it's an event. Um, Fans get to the stadium, they're hoping to have, you know, 40% of the crowd there. Like for, so for fans, for the university, it is a big thing. For the football team, it is another practice. So I don't think you go into A-Day saying, well, this is like, this is the, the report card for spring. What we see on the field today A-Day is what Auburn is. That's, you know, I don't think that's it. This is just part of the process. They, you implement the things in the spring, you work on during the summer, and then you hit practice again in the fall, and you build towards... September when the actual season begins I think if you ask Brian Harson, he'll say that that's how he's viewing this game he's not viewing it as like well this game determines how well we did this spring No, this game is a practice um you want to see you know that guys have developed that guys have learned the system that guys are executing well uh but you're not you know this is not the end-all be-all you're not using this game to determine just like you know how good Auburn could be next season it's another practice so as a reporter, I'll watch it. You know, a lot of us will watch it, and we'll probably blow up a lot of things. Like, oh, this guy played well. Oh, guy, this, this guy didn't play at all, um, because that's natural. That's part of our jobs. But I don't think this this game is. You know, I keep repeating myself, but it's not going to determine everything. It's just it's just another practice, and the, the Auburn is working on things and getting ready for the 2021 season. It doesn't stop Saturday. It it goes. Throughout the summer into the fall, There's a lot more work. Begin. They're just really starting this process recently.
2: Are there specific things that you're going to be looking for from the reporting side? I, I imagine we're going to see, we're going to get a little bit more clarification as far as where he views guys from a depth chart standpoint, maybe, or maybe he's just going to rotate more guys in. I guess we don't know that definite. Um, and then also, I, I guess the other thing, Josh, would be. Personnel groupings, what do those look like? You know, how often do you see two tight ends in there? Is there always going to be just one tight end? What does that look like? And formations and shotgun versus under center. I mean, is that kind of, are, are those the things that you're going to be looking for or anything kind
0: of deeper than that? No, yeah, 100%. That, I think that's the, the best part about A-Day is you actually get to see, because you you kind of hear from coaches, you assume you get a gist, but A-Day is the first time we actually get to see these personnel packages on the field. So we'll see, you know, how often Auburn is lining up in a three four defense versus a four three or you know, how many times Bo Nix goes under center, or how many times there are two tight ends on the field compared to one, how many times they put a full back in front of a running back. Um, stuff like that. And that will be interesting to see because this is this is new. There is a lot of newness. This is, this is not like you know, the last eight years we were watching slight adjustments from Gus Malzon's offense. Now we're watching a brand new offense and defense taking the field. So it will be fun to see that stuff. Um some other stuff I'm watching obviously you always have to watch Bo Nix just to see. Yeah, you're not going to be able to glean how far he's come, but just see the decision-making, see the footwork, see all those things will be interesting to see. Um, I want to watch the wide receivers. Auburn's not healthy there. Really, I believe Sevian Capers and Shedrick Jackson are still out, so you're not going to get a complete picture. But, you know, just how have those guys emerged. A lot of those guys are so young, like you don't really know what you're getting in them. So uh, we've heard a lot about Javarius Johnson, what's he look like, Kobe Hudson. Union. Can he build off that huge performance he had in the Outback Bowl? Just just stuff like that, little things. Not stuff that's going to give you the entire picture, but stuff that gives you kind of a sense of what Auburn could look like in a few months.
2: You're listening to Lock Auburn. Today's show brought to you by the best place ever to buy auto parts online. Rockauto.com. They've got everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil. They even have carpet. For your, uh, either your classic or your daily driver, rockauto.com has everything you need. Also, their catalog is unique, diverse, and most importantly, remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see if the parts are available for your vehicle. You can choose the brands that you like, as well as set- things by cost and uh, many other things. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. And please write Locked On Auburn in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. That's at rockauto.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. I don't think a whole lot is going to come out of I I agree with you on your approach there, but I think the worst case thing for Auburn would be if Bo Nix goes out there and throws two picks during his limited time in front of fans, because I think people will overreact and will honestly just freak out about it. Is that the worst case? Obviously, injury is the worst case, but as far as performance goes, is that the worst thing that could happen?
0: Yeah, probably because... I think a lot of Auburn fans are looking for any reason to be terrified of Bo Nicks, which I get. I mean, he has not been the quarterback everyone has wanted him to be through two years. Uh, he didn't really take that leap last year, so it's fair to be nervous. But, you know, talking to Brian Harson after both Auburn scrimmages, the defense has been ahead the whole time. And I don't think that's a that big of a surprise. Obviously, both sides of the ball are learning something new, um, but I think it takes a little longer on offense-defense. At the end of the day, the object's still the same. See the ball, go get it. Um, go hit somebody. Offense, learning the nuances of a new playbook takes a little longer. Um, so I wouldn't panic if Bo struggles. Obviously, I wouldn't feel good either. Yeah. Um, you do want to... If you're a fan, you obviously want to go see him. And if you're open, you want to see him, you know, be steady in the pocket, hit passes, not turn the ball over, make the right decision. Um, but remember, too, he had three... Really talented, really veteran wide receivers last year that I think caught more than 80% of the passes through last year. They're all gone. He's throwing two guys that have, you know, seven, eight, nine career catches in an Auburn uniform. Um, they're still learning each other. That's going to take some time, and they haven't been healthy either. So, you know, again, the the messages don't read too much into it. Definitely read into it. See what's happening on the field. Analyze your favorite football team. But it, this is not the end-all, be-all for Auburn. There's there's more practice to come after this.
2: Is there a storyline this, se- this offseason, Josh, that you're already tired of? Whew. J.J. McGee's boring yet?
0: No. Okay. It's, it's interesting. Okay. Um, it's, I, I, I mean, talent-wise, it's J.J. Uh, McGee's in a defensive line fits like a glove. It's just how quickly can he learn that position? Yeah, he's been at it for I think two practices so far. So sure. it's a, right. a long way to go. It's one of the things he didn't play in high school, so I think that'll be a storyline. Just how far, how quickly he's come along. Because if I think expecting him to be a starter and you know playing fifty snaps week one feels far fetched. So it'll be interesting to see how he how he progresses in that position.
2: Yeah, yeah. But as far as, like off season storylines, there's not one that's just like. Nails on the chalkboard to you yet? Because there will be, right? No, like that—that that happens every year at some be. point.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and there's—I mean—there's stuff that's just kind of like, it's not boring, but it's kind of like we're still doing the same thing we've been doing for the last three years. Like, is Bo next the guy? Uh, will the offensive line come together? Um, Auburn is still trying to answer the same questions it has been since really 2018, um, in a lot of ways. So. It's not nails, a chalkboard, but it is like, all right, I'd like to see, you know, Brian Harsin last week talked about, um, we've made a lot of the same mistakes at practice, and he wants to see them make some new mistakes. I kind of want to talk about something new, you know, like what's, what's uh, I want to see, like it'd be, it'd be fun for the offensive line to answer that question, so we can talk about a new question coming up, so uh, it's not nails, a chalkboard yet, but it's like. All right, I kind of want to stop talking about these same five things over and over again because Auburn still hasn't fixed
2: them. My least favorite conversation about this Auburn team, and it's it's one of those normal ones that's reoccurring. It's shifted a little bit, but like the tight end depth chart, I just like come on, like I I just it's gonna it's impossible to predict. I think Shanker's the guy. Some people really disagree with me and think it's Deal, and and that's fine. I know. A lot of fans re- very excited about Frazier, and you know that's okay too. But in the past, it's been all right. Is Auburn going to finally start throwing to the tight end? But and now the conversation shifted a little bit more about, ooh, what's the pecking order for the tight end Since there's so many guys, like that's my least favorite one.
0: Yeah, that is that is tough, and I, I think and the answer no one likes, which uh, probably the right one is, they're probably all going to play. <laughs> that's so boring, Josh. Like, it's so boring, but, like, that's usually the case, right? All those guys get in the game. Even last year when they weren't catching passes, Frazier played when he was healthy. Pegues was in there. Luke Deal was in there. The only one that wasn't was Tyler Fromm because he was hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all those guys played. So, yeah, seems, and, 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 you know, I'm guilty of this. Like, I want to make a depth chart, and I want to say this is the number one tight end. But, but is he? I mean, is the, it, it, what does that entail? Does that mean he's the first guy on the field? Well, Sean Shivers starts a lot of games as a running back. Does that mean he's the number one running back? No, Tank Bigsby is. So, uh-huh. yeah, we, we, we want to lock ourselves into this is the depth chart, these are the guys, but that's not really how football works. There's different packages, different personnel. They rotate guys. You know, you know I can understand you being tired of that for sure.
2: What, uh, what is the most interesting position group on the defense uh, for you right now?
0: That's interesting. Um, I want to see the defensive backs play. I okay. think they could be really, really good. I agree. Um, I want to see it because, I, I, mean, I mean, Roger McCreary, we know how good he is. Jalen Simpson, I think when he's healthy, could be a stud at corner. Uh, I really like the Nehemiah Pritchard at nickel move. Yep, same. Um, I think that fits his skill set a ton. And Ladarius Tennyson, we've heard a ton of good things about him, you know, lining up at that safety spot next to Smoke Monday. I think Auburn still has a, a bit of a depth issue uh, at safety, um, but as a starting five uh, with a guy from the transfer of West Virginia, Dre' Miller on the way, that's a really strong group in the secondary. It'll be kind of fun to
2: see who loses um, the job you know, when, when the Miller comes team. on campus. Does anybody lose their job?
0: Um, I mean, maybe, maybe he—he's maybe not—he's not replacing Roger McCreary, right? Um, does he push Jalen Simpson? You know, perhaps, but. I think the thing we've seen with Auburn, and that's an old coaching staff now, so an, there could be different with the new guys. But they're not playing two corners and just saying, "Hey, you're our guys tennis, that we stand that fill every They're going to rotate, so um, you're going to see Miller, you're going to see McCreary, you're going to see Simpson. You're probably going to see Marco Domi when he's healthy. They're going to play a bunch of guys. You can't, with, with the amount of passing teams do in the SEC, it's not just like, "Hey, these are two corners, go have fun out there, guys." It's going to be, "Hey, we got to play a lot of different dudes because." I mean, this team is going to try to exhaust us throwing the
2: ball down the field all day. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Obviously, our favorite sports are kind of, you know, dwindling down. But hey, if you're into the NFL Draft, which is coming up, I love the NFL Draft. There's a ton of prop bets for that. You can bet on the Jags taking Trevor Lawrence at one. If you feel confident that the Jets will take the BYU passer at two and then three, things get a little interesting Maybe. Do you think the Niners will take uh, Mac Jones? That would be wild. That would be hilarious. So we'll see. But you can bet on all that and way more at betonline.ag. Head to their website, sign up for a free account, and use promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Promo code LOCKEDON. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere Josh, what are some of the things that you've been writing about at the Montgomery Advertiser? What are, What are some things that we should point uh, point people to?
0: Uh, a little bit of everything. Uh, word about JJ Begeese. Uh We haven't talked about basketball, but I wrote uh, a lot of words about Walker Kessler this week. That's a big uh, deal And in seven foot one's a huge deal. Uh, I think that's kind of the piece that maybe unlocks that whole roster, just kind of takes it from good to great because seven foot center who's an elite shot blocker and rebounder. Like you don't know, add to those guys every day.
2: Do you think JT Thor is coming back?
0: Uh, I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to assume, but the, the the comments he made um, in his announcement made it sound like he wants to go to the NBA and right. begin making money to support his family. Uh, does that mean he's gone for sure? No. Um, he might not hear the things he wants to hear. If, if he gets told, hey, like, maybe you're a second-round guy, but, you know, we don't see you as a first-round pick, he might come back, but... I think he's the type of kid where if if he gets sort of the the Chuma Okiki treatment, where a team says, "Hey, like, dude, we're drafting you, like, we like you, you're gonna be our first round pick." I think if if he gets that message, he probably stays in because it sounds like he wants to start making money to support his family, which you can never nope good for him can never argue against if if you're a fan.
2: No, good for him. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, cool. Yeah, and you got a story up. Uh, I think that was up yesterday. You put that up on Wednesday about. Um, what Harson wants from Bo Nix, obviously that's um, that's a hot topic right now.
0: Yeah, he went on a, a very long tangent during his last press conference. Like, I think the question was, you know, does Bo Nix, has Bo Nix picked up the offense? And his answer was, yeah, Bo Bo picked it up. He's smart. And then he went really just deep into, all right, but that's just one step. What's the next step? And it was a lot about, you know. Um, not just knowing the plays, but knowing how to make the right decision within those plays, knowing how to throw the ball away, knowing how to take a sack, knowing how you know, to move on to the next play. And I think we've seen a lot of that with Bo Nix in the past, where he wants to, to make a play every single time. He wants to be the hero. He wants to escape the pocket, scramble 40 yards and just see what happens. And that, That's admirable, uh, but I think there are also times you want to say, hey, that play's not there. Just chuck the ball away. Let's get the second and ten and try something different. So I think I think that's something to watch Saturday is just you know what kind of decisions is Bo Nix making. Is he trying to do too much or is he making the right plays within the offense?
2: I get the vibe that Harson loves talking about quarterbacks. Like yeah. like he is a quarterback dude, and I think it's great. Yes, I think it's great. I think Auburn needed that. You know specifically for for Bo Nix and specifically for recruiting moving forward because that's something they're getting beat at consistently in the conference.
0: Yeah, Auburn, yeah, just, it just had not worked recently with the quarterbacks. Um, no matter who Gus Malzahn brought in to coach that position, just, it just didn't really work. And, and as we've seen in college football, if you don't have that guy, that star quarterback, you're not going to win anything. Right. Like, you look at the playoff, Clemson, Trevor Lawrence, Alabama, Mac Jones, Justin, Ohio State, Justin Fields, those are all going to be top 10 draft picks. That's the guy you need if you're going to be for a championship. You need an elite quarterback. Um, it, Brian Harsin and Mike Bobo have a really strong sucker, both of them, of developing really good quarterbacks. Now they have to do it. You know, Brian Harsin has to do it at, at, in the SEC at Auburn after doing it at Boise State, which is a different challenge, but you, you're right. I mean, Quarterback is his thing. He likes that position. He knows how to develop it. He played it in high school and college. Um, I think, I think
2: Sure, absolutely. Josh Vitale with the Montgomery Advertiser. Tell people where they can find all your stuff, how they can sign up for a subscription, and all that good stuff.
0: Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Josh Vitale and read my stories online at MontgomeryAdvertiser.com. If you'd like to subscribe, look at support me and the entire newsroom in Montgomery right now, special deal. You can get six months for $1. Wow. Which is literally nothing. $1, six months. It's a pretty good deal. Uh, If you're interested, definitely subscribe.
2: Awesome, Josh. Thank you so much, brother.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me on. Doc.
2: You can follow me on the Twitter machine at Z Blackerby. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Auburn. We're also on Instagram at Auburn Podcast and Planet Auburn. Also on the TikTok. We'll be back tomorrow for a Ferg Friday right here on Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.